1: are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.
2: 20 minutes a day, 365 days a year. A day Podcast.
3: Hello and welcome to our Friday edition of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. My name is Shanna. We have Nathan here. We have Monty here. And we have something exciting to talk about. <laughs> every, you know, what, the past four weeks prior to this, we would come on and be like, well, you know, the Packers lost. Well, you know, the Packers lost. Well, now we can talk about how the Packers won. Um what a boring first half of the game it was. But hey, they scored a
2: touchdown.
3: Yeah, correct. Yes. They, they did <laughs> that streak, thank goodness. But good, it was a it was a little boring. But who cares? A <laughs> win's a win, it doesn't matter. Um, uh, were you guys completely shocked to see the pull-outs, not just a win, but such a huge win against the Rams?
2: I wouldn't say that I was shocked. Um I was I mean, again, like it was a big deal to score a touchdown in the first half, but still they only scored seven points. So it definitely seemed like we were headed for another one of those, you know, kind of slog of a game on offense. But I was I was pleasantly surprised because they played mostly a complete game. And they had two penalties that weren't penalties. And then the fumb- the two fumbles were obviously not positive plays. But, I mean, that's the most – Complete kind of game they've played since week one, which is why they won by their biggest margin since week one. I mean, a seventeen point win is in the NFL that's a that's a shellacking, so that's a good game.
4: Yeah, I I definitely wasn't surprised by it. Um, especially how you know once we saw kind of just how incompetent the Rams' offense was in that first <laughs> half, I'm like, all right, like you know they they should win this game. They should be able to take care of this. And yeah, they you know in the second half they put up 13 they pulled away a little bit and as you said that first half was very very ugly but um, good to see kind of Aaron Jones get some get some back to his usual workload and got 20 carries and he looked pretty good so um, yeah it was definitely something I wasn't you know I wasn't super surprised that they won but it's good to see them have some positive momentum going forward 100%.
3: 100%. It was like, oh, this is exciting now. Oh, this is what it feels <laughs> like to uh, to win. So, you know, obviously, like you touched on, I think the most exciting part was seeing Aaron Jones really back in the mix. Um, he looked great. What else were you guys loving on Sunday? Like, what did you think was like the biggest highlight?
2: Um, I thought it was the really the first game this year, <clears throat> excuse me, where a lot of the young guys all stepped up and played well. I mean, the what's going to be what you hope to be the core of this team, which is a lot of the younger pieces had good games. I mean, you had good contributions like Carrington Valentine had a great game. You had two starting safeties who were both rookies and then Jonathan Owens comes up with a turnover. Um, And then you had Luke Musgrave finally scoring a touchdown. So there were on both sides of the ball, there were key really young players, either rookies or second year guys that majorly contributed to the win. And that's in my opinion that's the best kind of game that this team can have this year even if it's a loss if those things are happening in a development year that's a huge stepping stone
4: yeah and that fourth quarter is when they I, like the offensive um guys really stepped up and it was still 10-3 going into the fourth and i think the rams had the ball at the start of the fourth and then they end up throwing a pick and yep. you know but it's still 10-3 at that point it's not like this game is out of reach by any means it's still a one possession game but They go down and get a field goal, and Love made some nice plays in the fourth quarter. Um, Obviously, Christian Watson had the huge catch and unfortunately got hurt on that, but had the big catch. And Luke Musgrave had the touchdown. Like They had some plays late that you were like, okay, this is what – we kind of wanted to see this year of like the young guys stepping up, the receiver, the young receivers making plays and love showing some of those flashes. And so it was nice to see those young guys kind of finish the job when for a while it was just this slug of a game and like, okay, they're just hanging around and it's ten three, and neither team's doing anything. And all of a sudden it was like, okay, you know, we we got something going here and they put, they put together two scoring drives to kind of close it out.
3: Yeah. You were talking about Jonathan Owens having that big, you know, play earlier, and I love that Simone Biles tweeted out something like, "I'm now understanding football." Yeah. <laughs> I love that it took that, like her husband making, like <laughs> she's
2: like, she's like, "All right, now I'm in."
3: Yeah, now, now I'm in. Before, yeah. so much. Now, now I'm in. Um, so I thought that was that was very cute. I'm like, that's fantastic because I figured, you know, Simone Biles, she's an Olympian, she probably knows all about this. Her husband plays the game, and now she's like, okay. I'm I'm in this this is exciting because <laughs> you've gotta think as someone like that that doesn't know much about football. she's probably watching this game, no offense with the Packers and her husband's team. and she's thinking like, this is what- I
2: never yeah, I never see him
3: yeah Why don't I see and this is what everyone looks forward to on Sundays, right yeah <laughs> oh okay but she also did say too that she has been shown great hospitality in green bay so that made my heart happy as well to see that i'm like all right green Bay people even though you're miserable about the packers <laughs> we're, we're, always,
4: we're always still nice we're always still nice yeah I
3: agree. I agree um so you know i've been watching all these videos today about you know all these, you know, sports not uh, like analysts and all that, all picking the Steelers to win because they don't believe that the Packers are for real. How do you guys feel about that?
2: This this is a weird game because these teams are kind of mirror images of each other. Um, they have really difficult time scoring points on offense. A lot of you know self inflicted wounds and penalties and um, I'm I'm obviously not surprised that the Steelers not only favored when people are actually picking them, because I mean, it's hard if you're, you know, from the outside looking in and you're not someone that follows this team very closely and everything. I mean, the the Packers just beat a Rams team who had a quarterback that was so bad. They cut him after he lost to the Packers. (laughs) So it's kind of like, I'm not surprised people don't, you know, believe in the Packers coming off of this one win. Um, I've I've like w- when we get to the predictions, like I have a hard time I had a hard time picking who I thought was actually going to win this game because they're kind of that close to each other
4: yeah I'm I'm not surprised by it at all I mean the Packers have not won in Pittsburgh since 1970 so <laughs> yeah Bart Bar Starr was quarterback last time the Packers yeah. won in Pittsburgh and um, they just I don't know the Steelers are a team that no matter who they're playing no matter who and, and no matter how good they really are, which like they're not a great team this year, They you know, they have some pieces, they have a, a decent team, but nothing special. But they're just they always find ways to win. Mike Tomlin, I think, is arguably the best coach in the league. And so it just it's always hard to pick any team to like, oh, they're definitely going to beat the Steelers and let alone a team like the Packers that has struggled for a long portion of the season and a young team and all that. And on the road. So I yeah, I definitely am not surprised that, you know, like you said, they're they're favored and people are picking them. I like, yeah, it, it, it's definitely not surprising to me. and I think that this will be a tough one just given how, you know, Steelers have a good, pretty good defense and they're just always a very, very tough team to beat. Like they're not that good this year and they're five and three. I mean, they just are always right there. They're always winning games. They're always near the playoffs. Um, Just a very tough team to beat.
2: Yeah. They're, I mean, they're, they score on defense like that's how they're winning yeah I, yeah their offense has been so bad their defense is literally scoring points for them like every single game so the the offensive line had a better game against uh the rams um it was an interesting tidbit that in you know andy doing all of his grades that last this rams game was the first game since week one that they had positive grade so they did play better but I'm still pretty nervous about this O-line the way it has played for most of the year going against, you know, T.J. Watt and the rest of the Steelers front because that pass rush is hellacious. Like, their secondary is pretty weak, but it hasn't really mattered because teams aren't able to stand in there and actually throw the ball downfield.
3: I you, was reading too, I, how it's I, the first matchup without Favre, Rogers, or Roethlisberger. Like, yeah. not <laughs> Not to be like, oh, they're – you know, the the quarterbacks are both – they both remind me of each other that they're both kind of inconsistent, right? Like you can't really count on them to do anything. And I'm like, that is wild that – I mean, I'm not a Roethlisberger fan, but that's a whole other thing. But to not have any of those players, that this is the first time without any of those three players, I thought was just wild to me. And it kind of shows how this league is finally flipping over. You know, the new guys are coming in and not to call them old, but the old guys are (laughs) on the way out.
4: And as Monty said, they are kind of like mirror images of each other a little bit. They're both young quarterbacks that have shown some flashes and have some potential, but you're like, overall, it hasn't been great. Overall, it's like the the entire body of work has not been super impressive. Um, Pickett right now is 27th in QBR. Love is 22nd. And they both are making actually, so there's like a stat that tracks like tight window throws you're making. and they're both throwing it kind of into tight coverage more than any other quarterback in the league. Like they're both letting them kind of be aggressive, air it out a little bit and throw, you know, make, again, making tight window throws. So um, that's kind of interesting. And they're just, yeah, they're kind of in similar situations in, in my opinion, and um, have a couple, you know, younger receivers that they're kind of working with and trying to establish, um, you know, a connection with, but like I said, it'll be, definitely um difficult to to go into pittsburgh and win this even with kenny pickett not being a very good quarterback um one thing Monty, you had mentioned you know the offensive line mm-hmm. do you know how do you I, I look at this every week do you know how on espn we are second in pass block win rate I, like, Does that? it makes
2: it makes no sense to me because i mean for most of the year, Love has been under so much pressure and they have not been able to run the ball either. I know you're talking about specifically pass block, but yeah, I, the, the stats don't make sense this year for the Packers in in that category. I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't
4: follow that and i know there are there are times where yeah love holds on to the ball a little bit too long and that can lead to but it's it feels like a lot of them are not really on him and a lot of them are just yeah they're you know they the, the pass blocking is not good and i'm like i i check every week i'm like okay this might have been the week they fell a little bit this might have been and then it's like no they actually went up like i don't know how they <laughs> yeah, went up needed and and
2: i feel like there's there's a handful of Plays that you can mention that do stick out where he did hold it on too long. Like there was definitely one against the Vikings a couple of weeks ago where he clearly just needed to get rid of it. You know, there was an open receiver, but if you're not going to hit him, then you got to get rid of it because you feel that internal clock. So, yeah, there hasn't been a ton of that. And this game, I mean, for me, this game will be won and lost. Like my key matchup is if the Packers can run the ball like they did against the Rams. I think that's how they can win because you do have to be able to do something to slow down the Steelers pass rush. And, you know, Zach Tom's probably been their best lineman all year. Um, Elton Jenkins looked really good, so it's good. It seems like he's getting healthy again. But Zach Tom's been their best lineman, and he's going to have to have a really good game against T.J. Watt. And part of that is going to be that the Packers are going to need to be able to run the ball too. so he's not just, you know, pinning his ears back every you know, I don't want him rushing. I don't want him ending up, you know, with the Packers are down 12 points in the fourth quarter and he gets three sacks in the fourth quarter.
4: <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say the same thing about this run game is going to be the key. Um, the Steelers defense has not been fantastic against the run They're You know, it's kind of a little bit of their weakness this year. They're fourth most rushing yards per game allowed in the league. And, um, you know, just they haven't been great at it. And we saw obviously Aaron Jones is back now, and that's a huge piece of our offense. And hopefully, this will be a very like a, a, I want to see Matt Lafleur just from the get go. Okay, let's let's try to feed Aaron Jones the ball. And um, A.J. Dillon's looked better the last few weeks as well, which is a positive sign. Like he was looking awful through you know the first part of this season, and he just started to have some positive momentum there too. So. Those two running backs, I'm hoping they can just lean on those guys a little bit more. And as you said, kind of slow down the pass rush a bit, make things a bit easier on Love if you can get the running game going. And yeah, I'm just, I'm hoping that LaFleur is able to just, you know, we're not looking at this game at in the third quarter. Like, why does Aaron Jones have five touches? It's like, no, (laughs) let's, let's get on the ball. Let's get your best player the ball and um, kind of go from there and hope that he can have a nice game. But I think the running game will be, will be pretty key.
2: I saw, um, I did see that Minka Fitzpatrick didn't practice today. Again, we're recording this on Wednesday, so he could practice the next two days for all we know, but he did not practice today at all. Um, I. It was nice to see the offense take a step last week. I would say what I still have found frustrating overall, though, is they're not getting a lot of production out of the receiving group. I mean the the Packers leading receiver is Jaden Reed and you guys guess how many yards he has to this point. Just ballpark uh, it unless you already know.
4: No, I don't I don't okay. know. I'm going to it's what is it probably like 300 something? Yeah, 3 333. Yeah, that is yeah. So I mean for that's your leading receiver um you know
2: halfway through the season the Vikings have four guys with more yards than that.
4: So, like, to, to put it in I think, perspective. I think Tyreek Hill has has more yards than our entire receiving. Well, yes, oh, absolutely. Yeah, so. oh,
3: you, you can't compare. Hill, <laughs> that man is just. You no, know, but nice I'm saying,
4: people. take all of our receivers oh. combined, and take yeah. them all combined, and put them together, and I don't think we'd have even close to as many yards as Tyreek Hill.
2: Yeah, yeah, I had. It is wild. I had on my, you know, so the Falcons, the Bills, the Lions, the Texans. The Jags, Rams, Saints, and Eagles all have at least three guys with 333. So just, again, the, they're just not getting that production out of this group. And for a team that also hasn't been able to run the ball, I mean, like, that stat alone can just tell you, like, this offense has been kind of stuck in the mud. So hopefully what we saw last week is a, you know, step in the right direction.
3: Well, and thankfully, like, speaking of receivers, like Christian Watson is fine because I was yeah <laughs> when he fell. And then it was like... Back, neck, concussion. I was like, yes. what just happened? I
2: tweeted out. I said, did he get hit by a truck? Yeah, you- honestly.
3: <laughs> like, it's so bizarre. I'm like, "What? wait, he's being taken out for concussion protocol. He just, what just happened? What did I miss here?
2: It was, it was nice that they finally connected on one of those, though. And not only did they finally do it, but it was in a clutch moment. I think that was, what, 3rd and 11?
3: It was fantastic, but it was yeah. like, he died for it. Like, we were like, what's <laughs> happening here? This is insane so i'm happy that he's being okay here he's okay like you were just talking about today is wednesday so things could change but he was a full participant in practice today did you guys get a chance to look at um the injury report so far
2: yeah i mean i saw quay still in the rehab group which is unfortunate jair didn't practice because that man
3: is just falling apart too like now he has a new
2: shoulder yeah because everyone just assumed it was still his back but yeah matt before said he got dinged up in the game and it's a shoulder injury um that's kinda that kinda takes the you know the juice out of this game if we don't get a Jair and Pickens matchup. Like that's a great like must see TV matchup. And yeah, uh, again, Minka Fitzpatrick not participating for the Steelers. So I mean both teams could be down their best, easily their best DB, but also might be their best defensive player on the Packers. TJ Watt has that moniker for the Steelers, obviously.
4: I do want to say, though, you mentioned George Pickens, and I know that's kind of the name that comes first to everyone's mind. But the last three games has been Deontay Johnson as the number one by far for that team. So, And I feel like Deontay Johnson just kind of underrated in the NFL landscape in general. And I know he was hurt and he wasn't playing for a while, but he's come back and in the last three games he has 20 catches, 254 yards, and a touchdown. Um, And every game has been in the 80 to 100-something yard range. And he's the go-to guy for Pickett right now. He is the number one target. Um, And again, I know people kind of think of George Pickens. He's the younger, a little bit more explosive and like higher ceiling player. So he's a little bit more bigger name than than Deontay Johnson. But when you really look at just who's getting the targets, it's going more to Deontay Johnson. Um, The last two games, Pickens only has three catches and 21 yards combined. So it's it's something to keep an eye on. I think, um, you know, people might be a little bit surprised at how involved kind of Deontay Johnson is, because that's what it's been since he came back.
2: That's that's kind of what I want. If I had to pick, you know, if you match which receiver is like this for this team versus that team, I think Dontavian Wicks can be that kind of Deontay Johnson receiver for the Packers. Um, Obviously, we think of, you know, when we think of the Packers receivers, okay, Dobbs and Watson are one and two, whatever order you want to put them in. But, I mean, like, Wicks is a guy who gets open a lot. Um, And we know we had the – that was a weird fumble, again, you know, in the Rams game, like – it's weird that the defender didn't touch him down when he was standing right next to him. Um, but he's getting open a lot. I mean, he's, he, his. I think he's one of their best route runners overall. And we can't just, you know, assume that Dobbs and Watson will stay the one and two forever just because they've already been there. I mean, like they're only in their second year. So it's great if you can have one of these other guys step up and I think he could be, you know, a key in this game just because he's kind of, you know, he's, he's kind of coming on a little bit the last couple of games.
4: Yeah. I, I think, you know, like you having that steady type of receiver, not always, you know, again, is not always the the flashiest, not always the biggest play guy, not always going to score all the touchdowns like Deontay Johnson doesn't score a ton of touchdowns, but he's just kind of always steady getting his, you know, eight to 10 targets and he's going to get yeah. six or seven catches and just like intermediate type of stuff. I think, yeah, having, you know, as you said, I like that comparison um, and, yeah, that's something to to keep an eye on. All right, so we did so we talked
2: Watson and Pickens, and I'll ask the question to you guys. So, or um everyone wanted, right, either you know, TJ Watt should be a packer. Everyone says that, and everybody wanted George Pickens even though, you know, clearly one of the reasons they didn't pick him is cuz he's, you know, goes off on social media when he doesn't get catches in a game. <laughs> but between between those two guys who they, you know, who people say should be Packers, which one do you think has a bigger impact on the game? Do You think it's gonna be Pickens or you think it's gonna be TJ Watt?
3: Listen, I think I said last week when we talked about the hottest men in the NFL, I think it's <laughs> TJ Watt. This is not why I would pick him for this, but his, he just looks terrifying all the time to me. <laughs> so That's why I would pick TJ Watt because he just scares the shit out of me. So I, if I were a player playing against him, I'd be like, you win, like you win. I'm just, you know, so that's who, that's who I would pick. I would pick TJ Watt because yeah, he's, get,
2: he's getting sacks without a helmet. Like. His, yeah,
3: his intensity alone. I watch it and I hate the Steelers are one of those teams that I don't care who plays for them. I will never cheer for them. I don't know what it is. <laughs> just can't stand the Steelers. So but watching him, I'm like, oh my God, he's so intense. I love it. Like he gets me hyped. <laughs> so that's who I would pick is TJ Watt.
4: Yeah, I, I'm picking TJ Watt as well. And as I said, Pickens I think is kind of a little bit more of a secondary piece on offense for them, or receiver on offense for them. I'm more worried about Deontay Johnson overall than than Pickens. And TJ Watt just disrupts the entire game. He's someone that you always have to you know take into account. And it just he changes the entire game. And as we we already talked about, you know, they're hopefully they can try to get the running game going just to kind of slow him down, just to kind of change the, their defense a little bit. Um, because if you can't, it's going to be. A pretty nightmarish game, likely for the, the offensive line and possibly Jordan Love. So yeah, I definitely think TJ Watt and I think his presence will be felt much more than, than Pickens.
2: Yeah, I I'm obviously gonna go with Watt also. Um he's got obviously that potential. You know, they got their game wrecked by Aiden Hutchinson, they got their game wrecked by Max Crosby. They did a pretty decent job on Aaron Donald on Sunday, admittedly. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean these are edge rushers we're talking about that have wrecked the game mostly for them. They did well against Aaron down who plays mostly in the interior. So yeah, I, I think between those two, he, I mean, he's the potential to break any game. And like I said, I know Zach Tom's been playing well, but I mean, I think that matchup leans towards a lot every time at this point.
3: Yeah. It just, I, I can never get over it with that. Like this family is so incredible at sports that they have multiple people in their family who, <laughs> playing in the NFL, like it's crazy enough being that one person who makes it. And then you have multiples like the Kelpies, the Mannings, like it's, it's just nuts to me.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, one is already in the hall of fame since he's been retired. So, you know, he's a shoe in and obviously if TJ keeps playing this way, he's going to walk right in there also first ballot. So yeah, that's a, they, they work extremely hard and everything, but they've won the genetic lottery, multiple yeah. times. <laughs> I,
4: I will say I'm not the biggest fan of the Watts because I absolutely despise the Wisconsin Badgers. So, um, I'm always rooting against them, but it's, yeah, I mean, they're, they're good guys.
3: I think it's interesting as well that, you know, obviously they grow up watching the Packers, right. And then they get to play against the Packers. Like that has to be such a crazy, yeah, just a crazy comeback story to be like, Oh my God, I, watch these players not these players playing but i watched this team growing up and now i get to play against them it's like if nathan got to play against the bucks
4: i'd 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 tank the game so i could lose (laughs) (laughs) look
3: look at he's loyal never say nathan's not loyal who do you cheer for if you hate the badger so much
4: um, football kit. wise, Yeah, I'm a huge Marquette basketball fan. We don't have a football That's team, right. but we just, we hate the Badgers. Like for us, it's like a Duke UNC thing. where are like, we just hate that college. We don't want anything to do with them. Um, in football. I'm, I don't really have a team. Like I just kind of, I love watching college football. I just don't have any, it's kind of relaxing though. Like not having a team, not being stressed on Saturdays. You're just like, just get to watch games and you don't have to worry about how your team's doing. And it's nice.
3: I agree with you. I've never gotten into college football. I think we've talked about this before cuz we just didn't have a team growing up in Buffalo. Like I'm not going to cheer for I'll cheer for Syracuse basketball but not football cuz they've never really been great up until like a couple years ago. Um but I started cheering for the Ducks because those sick ass uniforms, uniforms? <laughs> Yeah,
4: those yeah, they are cool.
3: Cuz my fiance watches it all day and I'll watch it just cuz I like watching football and like those jerseys are sick and then the mascot I thought was so funny. <laughs> it's such a girl response but I was like yeah, that's- <laughs> gonna be an oregon ducks fan now this is who i'm gonna
4: cheer for <laughs> college college is fun because yeah there's some teams that are really just fun to watch every week and put up yeah. you know 40 something points every week like i love watching like the pac-12 games with usc washington, washington yeah. and oregon too is a really fun team to watch it's just like i kind of i just i love watching those games and not really like you don't really care who wins but you're just like this is they're gonna it's gonna be 52 to 40 and it's like it's all, almost all the games are like that so it's fun
3: oh yeah Totally agree. Okay, so speaking of scores, um, what do you think the score is going to be this Sunday when the Packers head to Pittsburgh?
2: So, I – this is – like I said, this was a tough game. I had a hard time kind of seeing which way it was going to go. But I th- I had this written down as a loss, you know, for a while now. And, they again, the Packers did look good last week. So, I'm still going to pick the Steelers, but I think this is going to be a pretty close game. I think for the second consecutive game, the Packers will score at least twenty points. um so I'm gonna say i'm gonna say twenty three to i'm gonna say twenty three twenty six Steelers.
4: I am gonna say Steelers win twenty four seventeen. um I think the Packers will look okay offensively. I think they'll be able to move the ball a little bit, and I think Jones and Dylan will be able to do enough to put some points on the board and open things up for love and, and they won't be like incompetent offensively but ultimately I, I again I just I the Steelers team is hard to pick against regardless of yeah what the situation is like it's just hard to imagine teams going into Pittsburgh and winning or like no matter who it is um and even if even if a team like I don't know if they're playing against one of the best teams in the league I'm like yeah I might pick that other team but I still just there's a, a part of me that's like the Steelers are going to find a way to win this game and Tomlin is, yeah, like I said, one of the best coaches I think in the league, and um, at this point, I trust him a lot more than I trust Matt Lafleur, so <laughs> yeah. I am, I am picking Mike Tomlin twenty four seventeen.
3: Yeah, that, that, Steelers picking Mike Tom,
2: Tomlin. Yeah, because yeah, that is a great point. I mean, in a matchup of two teams that are kind of similar and not good, I mean, the the coaching edge is something that could tip it over. So that's a yeah, yeah. that's an excellent point.
3: That's what I was kind of thinking, too, when making my predictions is Mike Tomlin and the fact that it's in Pittsburgh. I was like, I think it's going to be close as well, but those two factors, I'm sorry, Packers, pushed me over to the Steelers' side. And again, if it was at Lambeau, I would maybe go back. And if we didn't have Matt LaFleur, nothing against – it sounds like I'm a Matt LaFleur hater. I'm not. But when you have coaches out there, like you said, that are at that Mike Tomlin level, I'm going to go 21-17 Steelers.
2: Now, wait, did we all pick – of Rams last week. No, I, I don't I, remember I, if I picked... I picked
3: the Packers because I was you like, okay. no way they're gonna go five.
2: Oh, that's I right. Think, yeah, yeah, you said yeah, they yeah. have to stop at five. Yeah. I think I think I picked the Rams. So I was gonna say maybe if we were all on one train last week, maybe now they'll flip it and they'll you know they'll be all picked against them. So we'll <laughs> see.
4: But yeah we'll see we'll see. I think I think uh a- as you said there's the the Tomlin thing the home field thing. And then also just the fact that, as I mentioned earlier, we have not won there in 53 years. (laughs) So it's hard for me to be like, this is going to be the time when we got Jordan. Um, It's just like we are due. We are very much due, but I don't know. I just, it doesn't inspire a lot of confidence to have those kind of three things working against you. The big coaching mismatch, the um, home, home field mismatch, and the just history mismatch. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going with the Steelers.
3: All right. There we go. We'll see how they do. Um, you can catch the game on 97.3, the game, if you're in Milwaukee. Um, if you're in Madison, 1015WIBAFM. You can listen to it on the iHeartRadio app where you can. I will have the halftime and post game reports. And yeah, you can find me on socials. Oh, hey, it's Shanna.
2: Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Fergerson, Ferd Turgeson, F E R D underscore U R G
4: E S O N. And I'm just my name at Nathan Marzian.
3: There you go. All right, go pack, go.
4: Go pack, go. Go pack.